Hello, welcome to Eat This Scroll, a podcast where we study the Bible while teaching people how to study the Bible so that they can read their Bible, not just as information, but as food for their soul. I'm Eric Miller, lead teaching pastor at Mercy Hill Church, Berlin, Ohio. Uh, with me in the podcast studio today, we have Conrad Hershberger. Hi there. Matt Rao. Hey. And Mr. Eric Lloyd, first time guest. Good morning. Lloyd uh, is, uh, him and his wife Liz are the owners of Sure House Coffee in Worcester and Orville. Just a little shout out to them. Uh, best coffee in the world, oh, literally. Man. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, uh, he's been coming and spending some time uh, with our interns here on Friday mornings. And so we uh, snagged him and brought him in uh, to the recording studio this morning. So today we are going to be looking at Philippians chapter 1. Uh, verses 27 through 30, although we'll probably backtrack some and also look at some of the previous um, verses in context as well. But let me read that and we'll jump right in. It says, Only let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel, and not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation, and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. So, Lord, please help us as we study your word this morning. Amen. So, um, brief setup just leading into this. Uh, last week we looked at um, what's probably a pretty fairly well-known verse, uh, one that many people probably have on a T-shirt, coffee mug, Thomas Kincaid painting um, tattooed somewhere on them, uh, and that's cool. But verse 21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So Paul is this example of courage in the midst of a difficult situation. Again, Paul is writing the book of Philippians or the letter to the Philippian church, I should say, uh, from a prison cell. Um, and so he's setting himself forward uh, as somebody who is suffering for the sake of the gospel um, and who's you know uh, imperfect, but yet doing that is best that he knows how. And now he gives uh, this exhortation here um, to the Philippian church to also uh, live uh, in, li- in like manner, so to speak. And so he, he jumps in in verse 27 and begins to exhort them, saying, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And I don't know. I, I like that phrase. Uh, yeah, it's yeah a I good, do too. Yep. It's a good phrase. Let your yep. manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. I, I like the NIV. It says, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Yeah, that's good. I, I like how that, whatever happens, right. um, this is this is who you are. Conduct it in a manner of, of what the gospel has done for you. Yeah, and we do not always know what's going to happen, right? <laughs> so that's a good, that is a good little phrase. Uh, by the way, that was a, Matt does usually use the NIV, and this is a note. I don't think we've said this yet on the podcast because, again, we like to study the Bible, um, but also pause and kind of talk about how to study the Bible. There is a lot of value in just reading different English translations at times. Um, again, they should all be saying the same thing, kind of making the same point, but sometimes there's there's some slight nuance that just helps you to see something in, in a slightly different light. Um, again, ultimately, the uh, the New Testament was all written in Greek, um, and so no English translation is perfect, but uh, but there is some value in that. So yeah, that was a good, good point there, Matt. Um, what do you guys, like, what comes to mind when you think of living a life worthy of the gospel of Christ? Uh, you're able to have confidence. Uh, your confidence is not based in yourself um which we fail every day yeah um it's based on uh jesus christ and 
uh, the ultimate sacrifice that he paid for us. And uh, if you build a, a house on that foundation, then it's going to be sure. Um, everything else is on a house of cards, sand. It's going to get wiped out. Yeah, and I, I think that it's important. Like I know, I think people can struggle with maybe being overwhelmed by that burst verse on the one hand in terms of like you know I, I think depending on your background sometimes people like hear things and every every command just be kind of kind of becomes this weight that is too much to bear and and it is it's a weighty it's a high calling I should say um, to live a life worthy of the gospel of Christ and yet when you understand what he's saying in the context is again because of the gospel you know Paul's like to live is Christ and to die is gain like Paul going back to the verses before this Paul isn't saying, like, live a life worthy of the gospel of Christ so that you'll be accepted in Christ. Paul's saying, live a life worthy of the gospel of Christ because you are absolutely accepted in Christ. Because, again, remember Paul's, what, what he said before, he's like, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Remember last week we talked a little bit about how he's, it's this funny, like, almost kind of like a side, like, he brings us into his thoughts. It's like, oh, what shall I choose? I do not know. To depart, you know, to depart and be with Christ is, is better by far, but it's, it's more necessary. So just all that to say is like when you, one of the things you want to look for as you're studying the Bible is the connection between the commands and the promises. Okay, the commands and the promises. And here, this is a command, and yet you, whenever you find a command, you take it seriously. You don't, you don't minimize it. Um, the commands are weighty, and yet you always want to make sure that you're tying those commands back to the promises of what is absolutely true. Otherwise, it's easy to slip into legalism does that make sense yep. absolutely yep um so what else do you guys see in this in this well, to kind of piggyback off what you were saying eric um you know you have to be grounded and rooted in christ <clears throat> and that's that's where our identity actually is and it's not in me and uh you know like I, I i think of the the disciples honestly when jesus was betrayed turned over to the roman empire for crucifixion you actually seen where they ran and hid <laughs> Right. Because they were they were running on their own selves and they were afraid for their own lives and rightfully so. I mean they were they were part of this this happening and so they went and hid. I mean, Peter even denied Jesus three times in that. But there's something that happens after the day of Pentecost, after Jesus was raised from the dead and the disciples get to, got to see him. Um the day of Pentecost happened, and there's something that happens instrumentally in their lives and they're no longer living for themselves they're no longer just themselves out there they have the holy spirit um, living and thriving inside them and and something is is a paramount change and honestly every one of them except for one i believe um dies a martyr's death right um and so like you see this and, and it even says do not be frightened in this in this scripture and and you know in, in a lot of ways like thinking about okay i want to be bold for jesus I also think the other side of that, I've seen so many guys in my own life, in my past, even over the 20, 30 years, where there's guys that are abrasive and almost, they're not humble either. And I think there's, there's, there's something here when, when Jesus comes into your life, there's a humbleness that comes into your life because you know it's not about you. It's about Jesus. At the same time, I can be brave and I can stand in my faith it, but it doesn't become like in your face yelling at people about it. Yeah, sure. And I, I think I'm sorry to interrupt you, Eric, but I think that's a huge, hugely important thing. Uh, that's been my experience as well. It's just um, meeting people, especially uh, 
you know, when they've seen the Lord work in their life over and over and they kind of will lose a little bit of the understanding that, you know, maybe somebody else that they're talking to, they, they haven't, they haven't seen that yet and it's there. So to be able to deliver that in a way that's comforting and loving and confident still, but not cocky and arrogant. Um, well, you guys are, um, doing some great foreshadowing here. I don't want to jump there, but, um, but just, we'll just look ahead briefly but this is exactly what Paul's going to roll into in chapter two is probably the most, I don't know, succinct, juicy passage anywhere in the Bible on humility, which is coming up at the beginning of chapter two, uh, what's, what's known as the kenosis passage where he talks about Christ and how he emptied himself um, and to have this same mind, the same humility. And, uh, and so that's, that, that's a good point, and that's exactly where, um, where Paul was going to go next. Uh, another thing that jumps out, as I was looking at it, is just to, again, get into the context, look at exactly what he's saying. He's not just calling individual Christians to act courageous on their own. I mean, he that is part of it, okay? But notice how he, he frames this whole thing of, like, letting your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. Is he, He's just talking very communally, okay? Um, he says, standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. And I think this is something that gets overlooked a lot, is, is especially in our Western culture. We so read everything through the lens of the individual. And again, you have to personally, for yourself, choose to follow Jesus Christ as a disciple. You must personally place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ um, for the forgiveness of your sins. And yet, much of the way the Bible speaks is always in terms of Thinking, thinking of ourselves in terms of community and doing this together. And I think it's also just a little interesting side note here that when so many of us want to be courageous alone rather than understanding that God has called us to be courageous in community. Um, any thoughts Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think more than just being uh, together, he's, he's asking them to actually work together and to be unified, yeah. not just being together in terms of maybe where they're located or maybe, you know, getting together, but they're actually doing life together yeah. and they're cur- encouraging one another. It's when we become divided is when we fall. Yeah. And so uh, he's saying, stay unified, stay one in mind. Uh, and that's the way that we overcome is by sticking together. Yeah. And for the faith of the gospel, it really calls us back to like that the church is to live on mission and, you know, striving for the faith of the gospel, he says. But it, it's the whole idea of, you know, Jesus saying, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I think that we we hear that so many times. And in our minds, what we picture is the church like circling the wagons and as if the gates of hell are marching on us and we're trying just to survive. When in reality, it's the exact opposite, is the church is to be on the offensive. Jesus Christ came to destroy the works of the devil. Right, which is also where he came to put death under his feet, um, and his people are to be the same way. He is the head, we're the body. We're to still be carrying out his mission, and we're to be marching on those dark places uh, where the gates of hell exist, and uh, taking the light of the gospel um, to those people. In verse twenty-eight, not frightened in anything by their opponents, and and then he says this, and it, uh, this is this is an interesting verse that he. I I don't know. Um, I guess maybe on one level I wouldn't think that he would take time to mention this, but again, it's part of God's inspired word. 
is that we're not to be frightened in anything by our opponents. And then he says, this is a clear sign to them of their destruction. Isn't that, isn't that, I mean, does anyone else find yeah. that interesting? So when I read that, <laughs> I, I, all I can think of is uh, I have this brother-in-law. Um, his name is Stevie. Hey, Steve. Yeah. And uh, he wrestled at Kent State. Yeah. Uh, his brother's a coach there. He coaches at okay. CVCA now. He's a beast. That's pretty, I was going to say, yeah, he, he's, like, yeah, he's Kent State's D1. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty big time. Yeah. Um, Note to self, don't mess with no, Stevie. No, don't mess with Stevie. <laughs> so we were on vacation the one year, and uh, I have a few brother-in-laws. Uh, and then uh, myself, I'm the oldest of like eight kids and it's yeah. all girls and they all got married. So anyway, so Stevie, uh, we thought we'd wrestle him on the beach, me and my brother-in-laws. And so how'd that go? Well, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, um, a clear sign of their destruction was in his eyes from, <laughs> from jump street there. So he, right. he looks, uh, he, he wrestled us one, one after another. And I, when I went to, I went to wrestle him, I was one of the first ones. So I, I got him when he was, you know, had, I thought more energy, but he seemed to have it throughout the entirety of the slaughtering that happened. That but, was your excuse though. Yeah, well, that I was got, my I got excuse. Him first. I, but he uh, had I this, you guys. Yeah. he had this look in his eyes and he, he, he almost just smiled like before. <laughs> and, and it was a clear sign of our destruction. I think if we can, awesome. if we can live like that, uh, yeah, we can sure. live like that in light of uh, confidence in God. Um, it is, it really throws you off. It, right. it would throw off the devil. I mean, he doesn't know what sure. to do with it. So yeah, well, no, no, that that is that's a really great illustration, Eric. That was very apropos for that. So, and again, going back, you saw this. Draw the connection between again, just flow of thought, context. Even though we didn't read this on this episode, we this is what we looked at the last time. Again, Paul's attitude about um, to live as Christ, to die as gain. You know, and truly believing that. That's that the same type of attitude that he's calling for in these Christians now. And he's, and he's saying like, look, the world is always watching, including our enemies. And there needs to be something different about us. Yes. In the way that we love, yes. in the message that we have in, you know, our, uh, even our, our morality that we want to live holy lives according to God's word, but, but just our attitudes that we are not frightened. We are not frightened. And I think that's a, I don't know, in terms of, uh, I guess we're just rolling into application here, just thinking in terms of like Bible study, but like, Christian, are you frightened? Yeah. Are you frightened by what's going on in the world today? And listen, I understand that on like one level, there is, there is stuff that is frightening, but we have to think biblically and we have to think like Christians and we have to respond like Christians in the way that it filters down to our reactions, our attitudes, what, what comes out of us. Yeah, it's, it's interesting then when it connects here, at least in the NIV, it says, this is a sign to them that they will be destroyed. But then there's also a sign to you that you will be saved. Yes. And this is by God. Um, so, you know, it's a twofold. It's, 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 it's not just signaling to them that they're going to be destroyed, but it's also a signal to us that we're not frightened and that we – we have something deeper than ourselves, something bigger than ourselves, and that's actually our salvation. And and that'll bring a, a sign to ourselves that, yeah, we're actually saved. Yeah. And well, and, yep, and now look at the flow of thought here. And I'm going to get a little technical, but again, this is what we want to do on this podcast is study the Bible, but also pause at times and hopefully give some insight on how to study the Bible. But some of the most important words, especially in the New Testament epistles, are the little connective words like for, since, therefore, because, so, so that, um, therefore. 
and you hear the beginning of verse 29, so follow the flow of thought, is he says, this is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation. And, and then he says, and that from God. Okay, so ultimately God is the one that has done this. So again, the point being that it's not about us. If we act courageously, then we will have salvation. It's we have assurance of salvation, therefore act courageously. And he says here, and that from God, and the word for at the beginning of verse 29. So when you see the word for, he's giving the grounds or the reason why what he just said is true. And what he just said is that our salvation is from God for, and he says, it has been granted to you for the sake of Christ. So this is all about Christ. What God is doing in your life is absolutely because he loves you. He cares for you. You know, if God be for us, who can be against us? What a great little verse that God is actually for us on one level, but not just ultimately for us. It's also for the sake of Christ. He says not only that you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. And so the God who sent his son to earth to seek and save the lost, he comes to save sinners. If you are a Christian, you've received the salvation. You can rejoice in it. You can be sure of it. That assurance should give you courage like Paul had, even when he was thrown into prison and even when they threatened him with death. He's not afraid. He's saying, church, act, act in the same way and remember that this salvation is certain because it all started with God. That it's, but the same God who granted you this salvation has also granted you the opportunity to suffer, just like your Savior, who and in, and in and in His suffering brought about our salvation. <laughs> so makes sense. So the point, my point being, is just that like Paul's flow of thought here, as you just slow down, it's very very rich theologically, and he's he constantly comes in and out of giving very direct commands um, and applications. The primary one here being, don't be afraid, be courageous, don't don't be scared, but re- at the same time, remember what God has done. And so again, just that idea of the commands and the promises. Another way people will say it sometimes is the indicatives and the imperatives. You know, so indicative, what is true, and the imperatives, what we do. I always have to get confused. I don't like using indicatives and imperatives because I always have to think, which which one is which. Anyway, um, but if you like those words, go for it. Uh, but do but you see the point, how he's, he's constantly coming in, in and out here? And I think as Christians at times, it's or I'm sorry, just in the way that we read the Bible, I guess I should say, it's easy to just pull little things out. And this is one of the big things that we want to, over time, hopefully help communicate through this podcast, is like just stop and get into the flow of thought of what the writer is, is trying to communicate. Absolutely. Any yeah. thoughts on any of that, that, guys? If not, we'll continue to roll roll on here. No, I, I think it just it flushes out so practically in our lives right now um you know there is just a lot of insane stuff going on around the world right now and it it seems like it's a daily conversation with a lot of people here at mercy hill uh you know like what's this going on over here you know this is happening here this is happening here this just happened here oh my goodness and in all of that we just always have to go back to christ and knowing that yes he has you know there's going to be rough stuff in this world. There is going to be things that is hard in this world, but yet we can take heart because he has overcome the world and, and he is in us. And so that's where our strength, that's where our identity, that's where everything, we always have to come back to him and, and be encouraged by him and nothing more. Yeah. And knowing that too, um, further, further on, um, I'm not going to read the verse cause I'm feeling that, uh, this podcast is going to probably go there at some point, but, 
Um, Paul is in a state where he knows how to be content because of all that, because of everything that you're saying. He He's okay in jail. He's okay not in jail. He's okay, you know, getting, you know, his, oh, thank you so much. He's okay getting, um, yeah, he ends up getting killed for his faith. So, I mean, he's okay with whatever because that's what the Lord has for him then. And um, he's able to uh, rejoice in that. And it almost seems, um, it goes against our own, uh, I guess, nature, human nature, uh, to rejoice in any kind of tribulation. But the fact is that tribulation produces great growth in us and it gives us new tools that we didn't have before. And I know I've seen that in my own life and, um, you know, I think everybody here probably has. So, yeah. Well, what's interesting, you said, I mean, you said he was okay with it. Not only was he okay with it, but then he was rejoicing (laughs) in it. it. He was actually (laughs) celebrating in it, which is is not which is crazy natural. (laughs) (laughs) We're supposed to be a little crazy, I think. I think so. You know, we we, listen. We we gotta be we gotta be different. And again, um, I don't want to take like cheap shots and and, or just minimize anybody's suffering. But let's be honest. At the same time, too, Paul is in prison. Yeah, and he's been threatened with death. Okay, so this is, and Christ was crucified, you know, and if they did this to our master, they're going to do it. They're going to do it to us, he said. Um, and we get bent out of shape when somebody talks bad about us. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, gossips about us or, or talks about us behind our back. I mean, Christian, we have to, you have to steal your mind on the word of God and remind yourself what is true and how we're to live in light of it. And I think that this last verse here in verse 30, at least in this, the last verse in this section, um, you know, it, again, the thought is, you know, to not be afraid, to be courageous, let people see this, your attitude matters and speaking to them. It's also a reminder to you of who you are, of all that God has done. And then verse 30, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had and now hear that I still have. So Paul is, is not afraid to at times go, hey, listen, Guys, it's hard. I'm with you, but let's go. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus. But then he'll he'll also come around and be like, but don't think you're the only one. Right. Yeah, you just said stealing, talking about a knife and a steel. Right. Iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So this is not a solo thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you know, the suffering that goes on in the world and that that may come. Again, I'm not trying to, I think sometimes it annoys me when guys kind of like talk big, oh, yeah, bring on stuff. No, I don't. I don't think we're sp- we're not supposed to have an arrogance. That goes back to the point you made yeah. earlier, Matt, about humility with it. Um, but at the same time, like this is nothing new. Yeah, there's nothing new under the sun. Like we we got to be ready. Yeah, I think sometimes too, like you know, things happen in our lives to show show us where how much God has worked in our lives for you know for um, even like just a just a first world issue here. Like yesterday morning, I woke up about 3.30 in the morning because there was a flying squirrel in the bedroom. That's suffering it, for gospel. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hear me when I'm saying this. This is not like suffering or anything like that. But like no, this situation 10 years ago would have put me in a spiral and I would have been bad, in a bad mood for probably a week. I would have been upset about it, right? Sure. And 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 now it's like I, I was actually laughing at 3.30 in the morning after I woke up. It, it actually jumped on my hand. That's what woke me up. <laughs> and then I had to grab yeah. a net to catch it. Um, as my wife was in the in the bathroom freaking out, but uh, you know, but <laughs> I almost but, feel like I'm there. <laughs> but you know, you I was I was actually I was actually in a good good joyous mood even in the midst of that. I was actually laughing about it quite a bit. Uh, 
how many years ago that would have never been. Yeah. I would have been in a bad mood for a long time sure. after that. Yeah, there's all sorts of there's things that are there's things that are just uh, that are sufferings for the gospel, but there's also just I, again I don't want to call it silly, but it it, it was kind of silly, and it also yeah. I appreciate you sharing because it makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> Think about you fighting a flying squirrel three thirty in the morning, but but ever in everything in everything, let's respond as Christians. Yeah, so just from a very practical standpoint, I think everything we're discussing here, uh, it, it takes us denying our flesh. Yeah. It takes us Amen. humbling ourselves. It takes us uh, taking up our cross and following Christ in those moments. Um, we don't uh, just magically, you know, wake up one day and decide we're going to uh, not overreact to a situation like the squirrel. It, it's 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 actual conscious effort to deny ourselves and to humble ourselves in those situations yeah. because yeah. some of them really are out of our control. And so what else are you going to do? Yeah. We can get all angry about something or all worked up about something that is outside of our control, but what does that accomplish? And, it, and, it, and we have to die to our flesh in those moments. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's, it's, again, this is, I know this is a captain obvious type thing, but just because people have been born again, the spirit of God is in them. Paul never just assumes that we're going to just respond correctly. You know what I mean? It's He gives these explicit commands to pursue this thing, again, not in our own strength, in the power of the Spirit, in dependence upon Christ, rooted in the gospel. Um, and yet there is a, I think there's just an intentionality in the way that we live our lives that many Christians lack. We, we think we can just put it on autopilot, and it's just not the way it works. We have to take up our cross intentionality take our, up our cross and follow christ into every situation uh but it's funny uh, i'm thinking about what you mentioned at the beginning uh how does the niv say it again in verse 27 you said you know it's like whatever comes at you or what whatever happens whatever ha flying squirrels <laughs> flying squirrels in a manner worthy that's, of the gospel. that's one whatever whatever yeah. yeah conduct yourselves in a manner worthy worthy of the gospel and it could be as simple as simple as a as, as a flat tire right yep. how are you going to react are you going to get mad and start kicking the tire and yell and scream or are you just going to like okay you know this is the, i i believe that everything that happens in this world that's for a reason, and maybe it's just to show you where God has taken you. I mean, like I told my wife, even like then this is gonna sound bad, but I like I didn't even cuss <laughs> in three thirty in the morning, getting woken up by a squirrel. <laughs> Once again, that is not my natural self. Yeah. I know myself well enough that this is a miracle in itself how I reacted, and in a way, it was a gift from God to show me how much He's worked in my life. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Yeah, and to Him be all the glory. Um, no, that's good, guys. There's just a few, few verses that we covered today. You got any final closing, closing thoughts? Anybody? I think I would just say be encouraged. You know, take heart, trust Jesus. No matter what's going on in this world, be strong and courageous. Not in yourself, not in your own abilities, but in what in who is living in us, Jesus. Yeah, Lloyd. Amen. Okay, good. Yeah, I would just say as as we close, if you are going through a difficult situation or difficult season. Um, as you happen, just happen to be listening to this podcast, I would just want to say that um, one of the purposes of the local church is that whatever you're going through, you do not have to go through it alone. And so, again, just coming back to what Paul says there, standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side or together for the sake of the gospel. Get people around you. Get Christians around you that understand that's part of um, God's gift and his purpose for you is that you don't have to go th through things by yourself. But we... Uh, 
we thank you for listening, and we hope that this podcast has helped you to uh, not only understand the Bible, but to study it in such a way you get it not just as information, but as food for your soul.